Hey, that's my dinner. Oh, man, you're making a mess. No, hey, give that back. Mine, or I will help you not. Do you have a problem with old green Muppet frogs taking your things? Well, do we have a product for you? That's right, Mark. It's called Ray Shields. Just hold on a second, be smarter than this, and put on your Ray Shields to protect your valuable items. And maybe capture a couple of Jedi Masters while you're at it. I think you mean just one master. The other might just be a regular old knight. Not everyone's granted the rank of master, after all. Ha! <laughs> right you are, Gabe. <laughs> <sighs> Ray Shields, top sponsor of the Voice of the Rebellion podcast. He doesn't like you. I'm sorry. I don't like you either. You just watch yourself. We're wanted podcasters. I have the audience of 12 people. Well, be careful. You'll be dead! This little one's not worth the effort. Come, let's record something. Ah! No blasters! No blasters! Welcome to Voice the Rebellion, episode 33. It's our 33rd ever episode. Man, that's a multiple of 11. Which, which is my favorite. Both, both of our favorite numbers. Of our favorite numbers. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's good. Illuminati. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I love the new theme music we've put in. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a remix of the Cantina Band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I decided the other day... Um, the shop I work at, we can put on whatever music we want. Mm-hmm. So I found this Spotify station that's just Cantina band remixes. <laughs> and so it was just playing that just like over and hours. it's over. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> so, so I get in at 10. I start playing it. Yeah. Uh, another play comes on at 11. And then a few minutes go by and they're like, is this just the Cantina band over and over again? I'm like, yeah. Yes, it is. And I'm not sick of it yet. <laughs> and and so normally on a typical Saturday, the shop might make like just like $200 between 11 and 12. Yeah. We did $1,000 between 11 and 12 that day that I had the Cantina band music on. So you blame and, me. And so, so at noon, the other employee couldn't take it anymore. And they turned off the music yeah. into something else. The next hour was only $300. <laughs> So no, you need to test this. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm going to. Yeah. Like so, since causation is always do yeah. correlation, right? Yeah. Uh, clearly, playing the Cantina band is going to increase your sales. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> um, okay, we, so I have, have a fan letter. Yeah. Uh, CJ sent a fan letter. Uh, this was actually meant for last episode, and I forgot to read it. Sorry, CJ. Um, so, dear Voice of Rebellion, I'm so excited you guys are back. It's been too long. I forget who's in the lead at trivia, Gabe or Mark. Yeah. And was the drama with Brian ever worked out? No. <laughs> <laughs> I well, we see. We need a new actual fan letter from from Brian. So. We do. Yeah. No. Brian, and, let's hear the fan letter. Yeah. Come on. See, he's so lazy. He's well, so lazy. He sent me a text that yeah. basically just said, I'm sorry that Gabe's still on the show. Yeah, yeah, but like, say it to my face in the form of a fan letter. Don't be so lazy about it. 
one of our two fans. Lazy Brad. Actually, I, so sad. I do actually know of one other person, Jimmy, who listens. So we at least have three listeners. Oh, I know, right? Are we up to three? Well, the download said ten on the last episode. I was like, oh, I imagine a lot of people probably people who didn't listen to it. I'm saving it for never. I imagine with it being a um, like a year long gap, a lot of people probably unsubscribed. So hopefully, we can (laughs) if they were ever subscribed to begin with. But anyways, uh, back to CJ's letter. Also, I am excited about Rise of Skywalker. I want to get right to it. In the last trailer, so this is the trailer actually before the yeah, most yeah. recent. Why is Ray wielding a red Letterman knife saber? <laughs> is she Sith bound? But more importantly, what is the function of that lightsaber model? Rebelliously yours, CJ. Hmm. All right. So, so, okay, on a more symbolic note, because I think I have to say ring theory like probably 50 times an episode now. Um, of course. The first Phantom Menace, first episode one, has a double-sided lightsaber. So I think it's fitting that the last episode has a double-sided lightsaber. Literally, the lightsaber is showing the bookends of each trailer. Yeah. I would have preferred to have seen it as a light side, double-sided lightsaber, like a blue lightsaber that Ray was using. Now she still may. Maybe. I don't have a lot of hope based on the trailers, because mm-hmm. she's just seen with Anakin's lightsaber, like in multiple different scenes. Yeah, it seems throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So with the with the red lightsaber, though, I think there's a couple options. One, they could go full like raise a clone, and so she has to fight herself, which is a possibility. Oh, like like there's like there's two rays. So there's two rays. Like there's a regular ray. Yeah. Or are they both clones? No, well, they're both clones of something. The Palpatine. Yeah, it seems close. But also, it's possible that when we in the newest trailer, when we see the the Palpatine from behind and we hear the laughter, that's not actually Palpatine. It could be that it's actually Ray, and then they just put the Palpatine voice over it, and like that's when she's going to face off against herself. Yeah. My so problem with that is it just feels like fan fiction. Yeah, like the other bad option, fan fiction. The other option is that she turns to the dark side. Which I don't think is the case. No. The third option is, what if that's not actually in the movie at all? <laughs> <laughs> Just filmed it for the trailer. Yeah. Okay. I think. Well, I mean, they filmed so much stuff, so much extra so stuff. They, they could just be like, "Hey, let's just stick that in there." Just they to, like they pulled in Avengers, off. and we're just yeah, just randomly changed. It's like let's just throw things off. And um, I think there's a fourth option, and that is just a force vision. That's true. Yeah, it could be a vision. Well. Uh, it seems like the most likely. But yeah, yeah I, as far as the second option, Ray would not. I don't think Ray's character at this point would actually ever go to the dark side. Yeah, because. I don't know where they left things at the end of eight. Like, yeah, she feels really lost. Like she doesn't know who she is. Yeah. Um, but she clearly chose the rebellion and I don't, yeah. Yeah. Don't, you need, you would need a lot like multiple, like with, for example, Anakin's fall to the dark side. That was foreshadowed in episode one and they yeah. built up to it. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and even then it felt kind of rushed. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah. He goes from, I just want to save Padme to killing children in yeah. five minutes. But, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, so that was CD's letter. Yeah. Uh, let's probably just go to the news, I assume. All right, so we've got a couple of pieces of news here. Nothing, uh, nothing big. Yeah. The first is that uh, Todd Fisher, Carrie Fisher's brother, mm-hmm. um, had this whole story. I can't – was it an interview or he – ta- he was talking to somebody and was explaining how apparently – 
Carrie Fisher's role was supposed to be huge in this final film, that she was supposed to be, like, full-on Jedi and yeah. was be a much bigger... Yeah, here's, uh... Whoops, gosh, dang it. Let me, let me find the quote again, one second. Yeah, so that just basically she's going to become much, much bigger. Uh, so the quote is, she is going to be the big payoff in the final film. She is going to be the last Jedi, so to speak. That's cool, right? People used to say to me, why is it that Carrie never gets a lightsaber and chops up some bad guys? Obi-Wan was in his prime when he was Carrie's age. So, I mean, of course, the internet goes crazy, and they were like, they are going to give Leia a lightsaber, and yeah. she was going to go off and do all these things. We don't yeah. know. We don't know what the actual plan was. Yeah. But. And also, like... They, the cast barely knows what's going on. Yeah. So it, it could be much more like she was like, they're saying I'm going to have a bigger role in the next film, and that's it. And he just yeah. interpreted that to be, oh, she gets to. Yeah. Uh, but here's the, where the quote um, that he has in the interview that I think is actually kind of interesting. He says, uh, this is in its own way a payoff. It's Carrie talking to us from beyond. The beautiful thing about the concept of the Force is that there's no real death. You just exist in another dimension. So Carrie's looking down or sideways or wherever and is still a part of us. To be able to see that, it's magical stuff only in the movies. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think he's just saying more metaphorically, like, the fact that they are bring, bring, able to bring Leia back through old footage yeah. Um, it's like her continuing to live on. And there was a really great interview mm-hmm. with uh, Billy Lord, who's the daughter of Carrie Fisher. who And she was saying that <clears throat> that she actually had never been in any movies before no. Star Wars. And her, her mom was like, you should audition for this movie. And then she got cast in it. And her mom, even though like she had no lines in the first mm-hmm. scene that she was in... Carrie kept like turning to her in between takes and be like, "You doing it? okay? You need <laughs> you need something to drink? You need some food?" And she was like, "Mom, leave me alone. Pay attention Mom, to your own character. You embarrassing me." But that but that actually like she didn't pay any attention at all to um, Star Wars until middle school. The entire time was like, "Oh, that's Mom's thing." Yeah, and because everybody was always coming up and talking to her about it, and she was like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not. I don't care." She saw it in middle school and like fell in love with Princess Leia hmm. and thought it was the most amazing thing ever. Um, so anyway, uh, then when J.J. Abrams came to her and was like, by the way, we actually have a bunch of footage from the previous two films that I think we can actually give her a fairly substantial part in the next movie, mm-hmm. and showed her the footage, and she thought it was fantastic. And so it was yeah. her giving, her specifically, she gave the permission for them to use it. Yeah. And they ended up building this whole thing around her, which I thought was really great. Um, what I wonder... or maybe even hope um, is that not just um, in a metaphorical way, like Todd Fisher was probably just saying, but that like maybe they actually find a way to show Leia as a force ghost in, yeah. in the, yeah. in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that would be really cool. Cause the trailer, it's like, you see the last word is always yeah. spoken by Leia. Um, maybe that's her as a force ghost. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, or just also, trailer nonsense. Also, that uh, Billy Lord interview was great because, she, or not, it wasn't an interview; it was a, a full article she wrote. That it was not accidental that she had like buns on the side of her head in The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. That it was specifically that Carrie was like, "You need to have the buns on your head. I have to have the buns in my head, and I really want that." And so it's actually an homage yeah. to her mother that she has the buns on her head, which I thought was great. Uh, she just. 
Or she just wanted to force her daughter to do what she did. <laughs> like, I walked to school uphill both ways. Yeah. You got it, MSA. Um, the other news is that um, there's going to be, uh, with the Obi-Wan show that's coming out, it's, it's set 11 years before A New Hope. Yes. And they've, uh, they've come out with a few more details on kind of what it's going to be about. So, um, first off, it's going to be just six episodes, one, yeah. one season, that's it. Um, and it was originally going to be a movie, yeah. um, but they wanted to split it up because they wanted to show um, a larger time period, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, it might not all take place, like, within the same week. Like, it might be, yeah, like, yeah. maybe throughout his time on Tatooine. And it would have been strange to have that as a movie. Yeah. Kind of like when I've, I've seen people try to edit down... Episodes one, two, and three into a single film, it work. and when you do so, it's like movies don't usually have these giant gaps of time. Yeah, um, so yeah, it's just yeah. people just want to watch their favorite parts. Yeah, like exactly. They, like, um, but uh, they are also they announced when they're starting to film mm-hmm. Obi Wan as well, and that's in July of 2020. They're starting to film. Yeah, so I'm expecting. Probably early 2021 or summer yeah. of 2021. Yeah, I can't imagine it would be any earlier. Um, yeah, no. Uh, and then the other details they released was that um, it's going to focus on, uh, one, uh, Obi-Wan's kind of state of mind, because mm-hmm. he's basically going through PTSD at this point. Yeah. I mean, his, the entire Jedi Order has fallen. Everything he had faith in is destroyed. And he caused it. And, yeah, and he's, and he's a huge player in all of it. And yeah. so how does – and now he's just roaming the – the desert. Yeah. Um, and then the other part is you'll actually, they said they were going to actually focus on the politics of um, the new empire mm, yeah. and how the empire is rising, which I'm super excited about because I actually like the political stuff in star Wars um, a lot more than most other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it too. So like, I'm <laughs> looking forward to seeing like, cause it's still going to be Obi-Wan. So you're going to have to see yeah. it through Obi-Wan's point of view. Like I don't imagine they're going to like cut and show no, no, stuff no, no, in no. the Senate. It would just be like Obi-Wan maybe dealing with the empire, trying to police Tatooine or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, when people are like, man, the prequels suck. There's too much like political talk in it. It's like, those are my favorite parts. Yeah. It's like, the good stuff. Like when they're all in the Senate, like, uh, the giant Senate room and they're all talking. Yeah. Like, that's my favorite. Have we, have we talked about like the ingenious nature of the, like, the politics, like, as a whole topic? Yeah, well, I think, like, our third episode, we did the Clone Wars and, um, you know, Palpatine brought it about. Okay, and, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. I think. Um, we revisit that at some point. But, yeah, yeah no. Um, uh, yeah, so let's just, uh, move let's on. move on. Yeah. Okay. Main topic. <laughs> So as we're getting ready for the big final film of the Skywalker saga, let's talk about what are the five best scenes objectively as possible, which never works. Never works, but who cares? The five best scenes (laughs) in all of Star Wars and the five worst scenes. Yeah. So uh, let's have a little nostalgia chore. Yes. uh, Basically. Um, so uh, what Mark and I have done is we've each come up with our own lists. Yep. We have not seen each other's lists. Uh, we're probably going to start with number five, um, mm-hmm. work our way up, and then kind of argue, like, no, that should be higher on the list. That should be lower on the list. Um, and hopefully we can try to uh, reconcile the lists into one. Yeah. 
Um, now, I do have two points of more objective criteria. I understand this is all subjective, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah. um, one is the importance of the scene to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, does it help put Star Wars in context? Yeah. And then two... How well done is it as far as the acting, how what emotion you feel, the aesthetics and cinematography of the, yeah. of the scene. So just construction of the, of the scene. Yeah. Oh. And then with the bottom five, we're just sort of going to toss out our bottom five. We don't need to like no, it, that's debate not big... over which is the worst. <laughs> no, like, this... like I may, we may disagree <laughs> if a scene is bad or not. No, this prequel seems because... the worst. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and All right. uh, go into um, – here's my – Okay. Number one. Number one or number five? Number five. Let's okay. start with five more okay. our way up. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say number five is the Han Solo uh, train heist. I think out of a, all of Star Wars, that makes the top five scenes. Yeah. It's a fantastic scene. It is it, – it, it, like, shows Star Wars, like, if – if you watch that scene, you can just – it is just a good, good scene as far as, like, action and – Okay, fine. It's, the, it's a nice battle scene. You no, Fine. No? You fine. see exactly who Han is as a character? So here's the problem. I don't even remember it. That's your <laughs> – I saw it once in the theaters and I – Exactly. I, I was not a huge fan of Solo. You saw it once in the theaters. <laughs> That's your problem. I saw it twice in the theaters. I've seen it at least, like, three times <laughs> since then. So I think I just okay. I just really like it. See the scene. Actually, here you know what? I, but here's I'm going to show you my my personal bias why I like the scene because I have had because your head is up on Solo's ass. No, yes. because I've done I've had those straight eyes. No, oh day. I wish. <laughs> no, I've I have done those exact same that exact same type of scene multiple times throughout my entire career as a game master, it feels like a scene directly out of a role-playing game. Okay. So but, here's, but here's the so thing. Entertaining. Remove that scene. Yeah. There's, Star Wars isn't lacking something. It's, yeah. I, so if you look at the, the first point yeah. of criteria, I don't think it's that important. Yeah. So it's number five. Number five. No, it's just like number, so it's not number, number 20. I mean, no. it's not even... There's it's plenty of... Scene. First off, there's plenty of other action scenes that are better. And then, uh, secondly, I mean, as far as construction, maybe the construction of the scene is fine. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah. it, it didn't leave an impression on me. That's your fault. And, and since I have such good taste. <laughs> no. Okay, hold on. Okay. Hopefully by the end of this, we can knock that out. We're going to say let's... I, I let's, put that in there to be knocked out because I knew you were going to come up with some good ones. So. so you say I have good taste. You're admitting it. Great. In some things, yes. Awesome. All right. So we might as well just give my five and be no. done with it. <laughs> no. All right. What's your number, number five? five? You and my brother, Anakin. I loved you. I have that on my list as well. What, what, what rank is in your I list? I have that as number three. Number three. Yes. Yeah. It's so, yeah, I don't, I mean, it's not the best scene in Star Wars because of what came right before that yeah. scene. But, um, the I think it, just because of the emotion in his voice alone, yeah, it was and, so well delivered, and and I do think it is important to the story. Like it does give stars context mm, because yeah. you 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 really see how betrayed Obi Wan. It's feels. a vitally important scene. Yeah, yeah, like and um, again, like we're talking about the Obi Wan's, and this will be probably even be more important with when the Obi Wan show um, mm, airs yeah. because you just see how. Everything that Obi Wan's believed in is 
it's break it's broken his heart because it's yeah. done. Yeah. Um, so I, I think just on the construction of the scene alone, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if that scene wasn't in there, it stars isn't lacking a ton, but, but I think it's so overwhelming in the emotion part of it. Yeah. Um, all right. What's your number four? My number four is Holdo's sacrifice. I mean, it was cool. It was but like people <sighs> constantly talk about that scene. Like you could walk into any, I mean, you have to gather somewhere. There were lots of geeks. So you get, you walk into yeah. any comic book shop and you will very likely hear people talking about that scene because it's stuck with people so much. It's true. And even like last Jedi haters say like, well, it was really cool. And the, yeah, it was, an, it was an incredible it. looking scene yeah. an incredibly well done scene. And if that scene didn't happen, the entire resistance fleet would be completely wiped out. So it's vitally important to episode <laughs> nine and the end of episode eight. Like I if, just, if that scene didn't happen, Ray would be like jumping out of hyperspace okay, in the like, Millennium Falcon into a starship graveyard. Okay, but okay, that could be said about like and like a ton of scenes because yeah. everything's just domino effect. Yeah, but like, but like as far as like importance to the story, like mm-hmm. as as like what the story is trying to say, like yeah. on a more of a like a message level, mm-hmm. it doesn't provide that. It certainly does. It's about sacrificing yourself for the greater good. Okay, but it's it's showing how desperate they are. I'm not saying it can't be like an honorable mention, but like a top five. Yeah. Okay. My number four. Yeah. Is Kylo Ren killing Han Solo. How dare you? (laughs) I'm not not saying just because I don't like Han Solo. Here's the thing. I mean, it's a big part of it. No, no. Here's the thing. I actually only enjoy Han Solo's character in Force Awakens. I love Han Solo in Force Awakens. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but that scene, first off, the emotion is there mm-hmm. because Han, especially right after it happens, Han, like putting his hand on mm-hmm. Kylo Ren's face and just like, and when Kylo Ren's like, like I'm being torn apart, yeah. like, can you help me? Yeah. I, I am a Han Solo truther and I believe that Han knew that he was going to get, uh, stabbed, but he did it because it was going to. He thought it might actually bring his son peace yeah. because he's being torn apart. Yeah. Um, when you look at it that way, it's even mm-hmm. more of a moving scene. Um, and then its importance to the story, uh, Kylo Ren killing his father is reverberated throughout, as we see in Last Jedi and probably Episode Nine. Yeah. Um, as we talked about last episode, Kylo Ren can't let go of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it broke his spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be the themes of both Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Um, this calling back to like the light to his father to mm-hmm. um, his connection to him. So, yeah. like that act um, is vitally important to I think Star Wars. And Star Wars would be lacking without it. Yeah. Um, and then of course the whole construction of the scene was good. Yeah. So would you agree that that, that belongs in the top five at least? Yeah. Yeah. I'll agree with that. But you didn't even have that one as. When you made your list, you're top five. No, I try to block that scene out because it makes me so sad. That's why it's good because it makes you feel emotion. It's true. I actually I did cry during that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Bridget like turned and like was wiping my face. All right, <laughs> like a yeah. cat. Like, yeah. okay. um, What's your three? You were the chosen one. All oh, right, you were talking yeah. about that. Okay, so so my three then 
Um, or no, wait. Oh, yeah, you said hollows before. Okay. Yeah. Um, I forgot who started. Um, Ray pulling the lightsaber to her at the end of Force Awakens. And Kylo's trying to get yeah, it. Yeah, that's a pretty That cool. scene gives me goosebumps every single time I see it, even though I have seen it probably 50 times now. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just go on YouTube just to watch that scene. Like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real good one. Because the whole point of Ray's character in both Force Awakens and Last Jedi is that she believes she's not the one to be like this great hero. Yeah. Right. She thinks everyone else needs to, um, be this like legendary hero. Mm-hmm. You know, she even says like, I'm nobody. Yeah. You know, I'm just nobody. Just wait for my parents mm-hmm. and that's it, you know? And, and kind of in a weird, also twisted way, she wants her parents to be somebody so that maybe she could be somebody, but she just feels like nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so to see the lightsaber go to her and like the expression on her face in that moment mm-hmm. is like, Oh, like I'm, I may need to accept this call yeah, to, yeah. to adventure. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think it's the, and it's also a good callback to when Luke tried to get the, uh, saber out of the snow. Yeah. And Hoth. So yeah. There's nice callback moments there too, but, um, but yeah, the emotion and importance. I think, yeah. Um, so you didn't have that in your top time. I did not. You you're are gonna bad. find you are bad at picking these. No, you're gonna find that <laughs> mine mine are actually more just like Oh that was cool. Scenes, yeah, scenes <laughs> I thought were really cool. <laughs> okay. Fine. These were the best the best scenes. I really. gave you the criteria before yeah. we went into this. Um, Alright, what's your two? Number two is Yoda's speech in Empire. That's my number two. Yeah. Luminous beings are we. Alright, I'll let you talk about it then because uh, I've been hogging it. It is a scene that just, like, sticks with me. Because as Yoda talks about how, like, everything is connected and how um, we... There's... uh, C.S. Lewis has a quote that he says, We aren't bodies that have souls. We are souls that have bodies. Something like that. I'm sure sure the quote's different. But but basically, like, that's what Yoda's saying, is that Mm -hmm. we're... We are like these eternal beings. We are, we aren't just mm-hmm. this like meat space, this mm-hmm. this nothingness. Like we're we're so connected to everything, and I yeah, love that. it's your it's your first um, real sense of what the force is. Yeah, because like Obi Wan's just like eh, it's what gives Jedi its power. Yeah, it's, so you, it so you just think it, you just think it's a superpower that some people have. Yeah, like like the X Men. Yeah. And not, like, this grand universal, yeah. like, truth. Yeah. And, like, the way that Yoda says, like, doing the ground. And she is, like, just, like, <laughs> yeah. I get chills. So good. Um, and then in the lesson of it, too, because cause it, it was right in the middle of Luke first trying to get the X-Wing out. Yeah. And he failed. And then um, Yoda's like, well, I can do it. And Luke's like, no, you can't. And yeah. Then, and then Yoda does it. And then Luke's like, I don't believe it. Like that that's why you fail. Why you fail. And actually, then that ties in. Then when when Luke throws himself off of the the weather vane in Bespin, mm-hmm. like he throws him, like he's fully giving into the Force. Like he, it's because of Yoda's speech there, basically being like everything is connected together. And Luke just, I don't think like 
you could say, oh, Luke was just going to kill himself. Well, <laughs> like, I don't... throwing him off into, like, the void. But I think he was basically like, I'm just going to have to give myself into the Force and, like, just get... I never thought of it that way. I just thought more of it was just him being like, I'll take my chances falling down this giant shaft rather than go with you. If I was, but... like... If I was on top of a building, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I want to take my chances. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, he was... He either well, was trying to commit suicide or he was trusting him before. And he took out really this, any other... And he took out this leap of faith that yeah, you could... Yeah, it was a leap the, of faith. Well, and... Literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but I was going to say, after, right after that, it was a leap of faith for him to be, like, calling out to Leia and mm-hmm. being like, hear me. Yeah. Um, because he knew that they were connected. Yeah. Because everything is connected. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so on both points of criteria, the importance of the scene, yeah. uh, first off, you don't have a good, as good of a sense of the force until that moment. Yeah. Um, and I think after that moment, I mean, and no film has better properly explained the force. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then in that speech, um, and then the actual construction of it, just the whole emotion, like Luke failing, and then mm-hmm. be like, I don't believe it. Like, oh, like, it gives you so much hope. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, all right. What's your What's your number one? Actually, you know what? Before, should we yeah. rank? Should we do a final ranking after, or try to get do a final ranking after? Okay. Yeah. So, what's your number one? You're not going to like me because I never do. It's not. I know. Because you know what my number one is. It's the <laughs> space battle in Rogue One because it's. <laughs> Gabe's just put his... I want some deeper meaning, okay, man? <laughs> I like Star Wars for its deep meaning, but I also like it for I don't, its whiz-bang space battle. I don't want... Pew, pew. That's what I want out of my Star Wars. I just... I, remember, I want my politics. Yeah, I know. my talking around the Senate room. I don't care about the Duel of Fates. I know. <laughs> so, it's just a cool, awesome scene, and its importance to the larger story... Is it that's okay. how they got the Death Star plans? Again, you're we wouldn't even have a, the Star Wars movies. That George more, Lucas, George Lucas wouldn't have even made the Star Wars movies if those rebels hadn't saved the day. He'd have been, he'd have just been sitting here on Earth like, got nothing to make. I don't have any Star Wars. There was no Star Wars because <coughs> Darth Vader won. Again, you're thinking of it as more of like a, a domino situation of like the as, original as, as like as like importance. It's the original domino. Okay. Um, well, in that case, Qui- in that case, Qui Gon's entire no, character is the, the most important thing in all of Star Wars because no. he brought forth the end of the Empire by bringing Jar Jar Binks on to call the vote for the end of the powers to give to the Chancellor, and bringing on Anakin to be trained to the dark side, causing the Empire the to have very, the force. The very first sentence in all of Star Wars is about that battle. You know, I okay. That's in a, all. I, all of Star Wars. That's a good point. The very first thing we know about yeah. this galaxy, besides the fact that is it is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, it is in the stars and it is at wars. Okay, is that? But this happened. But because there's that sentence in it, you don't need the entire film. That film didn't exist, and Star Wars was doing just fine. No, because do you realize? Like, there's been like three different video games that all covered the theft of the Death Star plans and, like, multiple books that all had their own stories of how the Death Star plans were stolen because everybody wants to know from the from 1977, Okay, all anybody wanted to know is how to get those Death Star plans. Okay, but, like, 
that's like a curiosity. Yeah. It's not like a, I don't understand. Nothing worse than curiosity. Well, I'm just saying like, like when you're talking about like the impact of Star Wars or the importance of the story, I mean like the mythology of Star Wars, like the myth. That's the not meaning. what you said in your criteria. That's what I mean. I said no. it's context. I said yeah. the context of yeah. Star Wars. It's deep con- There's a lot of context there. It, so I'll, give enough- you, I'll give you an honorable mention. No, no, no. That's okay. going into the top five. Okay, I'm going to give you my number one, all right. and then we're going to try to hash all of these scenes out into a final list. All right. <clears throat> Maybe we should just combine them. <laughs> we'll put all yours 10 through 6 and all of mine 5 through 1. No. All right. I said this in the last episode, actually. All right. My favorite scene, and I think the best scene in all of Star Wars, is Luke, after he strikes down Vader, looking at his hand, realizing he's continuing on the path that Vader did. Okay. And then... And then the Emperor trying to goad him into uh, killing him, he throws his lightsaber in an act of pacifism mm-hmm. and says to him, no, I am a Jedi, like okay. my father before me. Yeah. And the look on the Emperor's face, by the way, is so priceless. It's like the first time he's been beat by anyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the two points of criteria. Yeah. Okay. So the construction of the scene. Mm-hmm. So much emotion in I'm a Jedi like my father before me. Okay. Especially when you think about, like, the prequels and yeah. when they fleshed him out more. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's the most important scene in all of Star Wars. Because think about how it puts into context every other movie. Okay. Without um, Luke doing that, mm-hmm. and then, then right after Vader saving Luke from the Emperor, mm-hmm. Vader's redemption, essentially, mm-hmm. you don't watch Empire Strikes Back the same way you watched it having not seen Return of the Jedi. So it's like, it's a domino you, effect. No. It's a domino effect. No. It's a domino effect. That's not, that's not one act causing another. I'm saying the context of when you watch something... I'm talking about it's Empire Strikes Back. It's Empire do- Strikes no. Back, which happened before Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's not it's a reverse the, domino effect. The, the domino fell backwards. Listen, if you can just sit there and repeat domino. No, I said it in, in specifically a causal one action to next. I'm saying in the greater meaning of Star Wars, the themes of Star Wars, yeah. the greatest theme is about redemption and coming back yeah. from the dark side to the light. And Luke brought himself back in that moment and brought Vader back. Yeah. Like you don't, like, and the it, brand new films just proved that everything that Luke did in that scene was a complete waste. Well, we'll see how it ends. Uh, no, because because you're thinking about that. So you're thinking. When, so when you're going, you're proving my point. Because when you're going into Force Awakens and Last Jedi, and you're watching Kylo Ren, you think, oh, he's got to be capable of redemption, right? Okay, and and, it, and I'm saying that <laughs> I'm saying that, that context, right? So, like for instance, if you watched Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Without having seen Return of the Jedi, you're just like, oh, like Luke's attacking this, this pure evil villain, mm-hmm. and and oh, it turns out to be his father. Like, oh, like that's kind of good twist, but but yeah, that, that pure evil Vader. Mm-hmm. But then you go back and watch Empire Strikes Back in the context of, oh, you know that Vader actually has feelings and he's going to eventually redeem himself. You view the entire scene differently. You know what? Definitely put that as number five, sure. (laughs) (laughs) 
the entire prequels are in the context of that scene because you know ultimately Anakin will be redeemed. Everything relies on that. The redemption of, of Anakin was due to Anakin's own throwing the Emperor down the well. Luke pulling back. If Luke, oh, because if Luke had struck down Vader, he'd be able to do that. Yeah, well, if Luke had struck... It's a domino effect. <laughs> <laughs> but do you right. understand what I mean? Like the, no, greater, I do. <laughs> the greater theme of Star Wars. Yes. Like, that's the greatest theme probably yeah. in all of Star Wars. Yeah. And yeah. it's embodied most in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important. Yeah. All right, so let's get our, do our... Okay, first off, I want to do a couple honorable mentions before we do our final ranking. Okay. Um, Palpatine's Darth Plagueis speech. Okay. Um, it's really important to the story because then you start wondering, was Anakin conceived of midichlorians? Yeah. Like, and actually they just recently, well, somewhat recently, officially said in canon in the comics that, yes, that is what happened. Yeah. Um, which I actually wish they hadn't because I'd like to be kind of left up in the air. Yeah. Um, it's like the Tom Bombadil question where it's like, who's Tom Bombadil? And Tolkien's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then people spend the next yeah. 70 years debating who Tom Bombadil is. And it's like, no guys, he, he does not know who Tom <laughs> Bombadil is. Um, I actually wonder um, if Palpatine knew of the chosen one uh, prophecy mm-hmm. and he's like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to use happen. this to my advantage and trick them into thinking that this boy is the chosen one. Yeah. And so yeah. he, he does this perversion of the force by causing it mm-hmm. to make a child. Yeah. Um, and it's not the chosen one. What if that is the reveal in episode nine? Mm. That he wasn't the chosen one. It's like, that it was would... actually Gary over here. <laughs> well, actually, if you really... Just the janitor standing in the corner. It was like, what, what? I knew it. <laughs> Actually, if they really wanted to upset like some of the fanboys, they would say that Ray was the real chosen one, yeah. and that Anakin wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> rage for years yeah. on the internet. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I think it's a vile scene too. Um, also, because like this is like the menacing tone of Palpatine. Yeah, it's like yeah. Darth Plagueis, he could not save himself. Yeah. Like ironic. Yeah, yeah. Um, other uh, honorable mention. I want to get in is Kylo Ren in the moment right after uh, both him and Ray take down the guards in Last Jedi. His join me, please. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like it's kind of quiet for a second, mm-hmm. and Ray's like, Can you "Stop, stop the, stop them shooting the rebellion." And he's like, "No." Yeah, and you're like, "Oh no!" It's time to let old things die. Yeah. So like, because you really believe in that moment because mm-hmm. of what happens in Return of the Jedi. Ugh. That he's capable of redemption. Again, yeah. my top yeah. scene causing that context. Um, just want to just point that out. Um, <clears throat> you really believe it. And so when he doesn't, I remember watching that at the theater and being like, oh, yeah, you yeah. were so close. Yeah, you're like stomach drops. You're like, like oh, man. oh. <clears throat> you know what? That's my number one. That's your number one? Yeah, now? that's my number one. That's so, a good one. Okay. So maybe we'll work that it. Okay. Yeah. We'll figure this out in a second. Um, my last honorable mention, I know, I, I'd have too many seasons. I know. The last one, um, and I, and I, don't, I don't think it should be in the top five. I just wanted to put it out there. It was just Luke uh, coming out to meet the First Order um, yeah. as the ghost. And, yeah. And just being like. Yeah, that's a pretty I mean, badass. Yeah. I don't think it's like. like that's just a bunch of pew-pews. Well, no, exactly. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. I'm saying, like, I, I don't think it's overly important. 
But just like as a scene, you're just like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, especially when you don't realize it's a ghost yet. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, <gasps> yeah. And once you realize it's a ghost, you're like, oh. You're like, oh, okay. Well, that's still cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All okay, right. so let's look at our list then. All right, so if you're putting Kylo, um, join me, yeah, in number one. You know, as I was explaining it, I think it probably should be in the top five. We both agree that Yoda's Yoda's speech is number two. That's fine. So that should go right Great. there. And we both agree Obi-Wan, you're the chosen one, should be in it. Yes. Um, so here's, here's... How about you move that down to five? Because, I mean, come on. Here's, Compared to all the other scenes. Here's how I would, like, rank them among ours. Sure. Number one, Luke looking at his hand. You are agreeing? I was trolling you for the most part. Uh, I, <laughs> you can't troll two boomers like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh big boomers. <laughs> Uh, he said, don't have a booba. Yeah, dig on this one. He throws a big old old guy at whoop, 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 whoop. Um, Two is Yoda's Bings. Okay. Um, three is uh, is uh, Kylo Ren, Let the Past Die. Okay. Uh, number four, I would say uh, you were the chosen one. Okay. And number five, I would say Ray pulling the lightsaber to her. Like, I'll def- I will, I would agree, but that's like, I would put that as number five. I would put, okay. I would put you were the chosen one above that one. But that one doesn't give me goosebumps every time I see it. And this is all based. Is it not? It makes me all tear based. up every it time. Does, yeah. Okay. It's so good. So. When he says you were my brother, and I can't just so basically, the other three you had, you're just willing to let go. Of. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. Because they're just cool scenes. Yeah, oh, my phone died. Uh, good. I, but my my bad ones are, are pretty easy to. Okay. Um, okay, so I agree with letting go of maybe Kylo killing Han because yeah. actually that before when I was first making my list that was just an honorable mention for me. Yeah. Um, let's move Kylo. Um, yeah. Join me in the, in the number top three there. So Luke, Yoda, Luke, Yoda, Kylo, um, Obi Wan, and then Ray. I Oscar. think I can get on board with that. Yeah. So to say again, yes. this is the most objectively proven. Yes. The top five best scenes in all of Star Wars. Number five, Ray pulling the lightsaber to her. Yeah. Uh, against Kylo Ren. Yeah. Number four, Obi-Wan, you were the chosen one. Yeah. Number three, Kylo Ren, join me. Let old yeah. things die. Yeah. Number two, Yoda, luminous being speech. Yes. And number one, Luke, looking at his hand. Yeah. Sure. Those are the best scenes. Yeah. All right. Now, so if you things. think we're wrong, yes. send us your hate mail. Yes. And we will, we I'm will. gonna give you Mark's physical address. <laughs> I want Come you to, over. I want I want perfect calligraphy <laughs> in your letters to him. Gold leaf. Um, but no, let us know what you think, and we'll next episode we'll mention which. Yeah. What do you guys think are the best? Yeah, you don't have to give us top five. Just give us your favorite scenes. Yeah. Or just tell us why we're wrong. So or why Mark here's wrong. my 
bottom five. I don't have them in any particular order. I have them in order. But, okay. Okay. One. This is number one? Yeah. One. Like, the, 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 okay. I'm just listening. Okay. So, I'll let you know if they're on my uh, list. Anakin likes dinner. That's Anakin at the dinner table with Padme. Two. Wait, wait, wait. Expand on that. The the dinner scene where they're where he's like cutting the really bad CG hair yeah. or whatever, and it's just really Where's awkward. The pear CG, yeah, it's really like <laughs> it's very. Even have no, a pear? No, go look at the, when she like bites it floating in the air. It's so badly done. It is. They couldn't give her a real pear. No, they couldn't afford they it. They couldn't put it on a string. No, it just it's bad. So uh, two, um, Anakin hates sand. That one is my number two. And that ties into, like, the whole love scenes. Like, all of the love. Like, yes. that the entire scene is bad. Yeah. Uh, Anakin and all of his friends hanging out near the pod racer, because they're all terrible child actors. Yeah, but you give them a pass on that. It's, it's kids. It's a, and, then you have, and then you have Jar Jar in that scene acting yeah. terribly. And, I don't want to be too on the nose and have a Jar Jar scene. I know. Go, yeah. go ahead. Um, then you got, uh, Yoda doing flips. I, I mean, I get... People get, people, like, lose their minds and think it's the greatest thing ever. I think it's lame. I think well, it's really badly done CGI. It's obvious that, like, that you have just this old man standing on an empty soundstage waving a stick I, around okay, wildly. I agree that Yoda as a character would be way cooler if in that moment he was just taking on Dooku with all of his force powers, <clears throat> right? Like, why does he need to use a lightsaber? He's the most powerful force user. Um, yeah. And it and adds more of, like, a like an awe, like, my, a mystical side to I Yoda. think you could have had like, Yoda, like, jumping around and, like, being a badass lightsaber master. But it just, it's so random and chaotic. Like I said, you can tell that all it is is Christopher Lee standing in the middle of a yeah. soundstage, waving his light, waving a stick around, and then the, the CG artist having to, like, fill in to make it so that he makes connections yeah. and stuff. Okay. Um, and uh, then Anakin's uh, I killed them all. And not just because the men. Of, yeah. But the women. And the children, too. And the children, too. So you'll notice... There's like actual emotion in that scene, though. You'll notice that. Oh, wait, uh, you'll notice that all but one of those. Yes, is episode two. Yeah, no, I agree. Episode because, two has the worst scenes. Yes, um, but as me and Bridget were talking about, it does actually have some really, really good shots, like shots and scenes too. The Django Fett um, asteroid chase scene with the seismic bomb and everything. Right, your your pew pews. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anakin and I'm not, I'm just saying like, it's got some good scenes as well. Like it isn't yeah, yeah. like, like it's mostly trash, but it's not pure trash. I don't um, know. I think it'd be the next Citizen Kane. Anakin and Padme, the exact shot when they are handcuffed in the chariot about to enter the arena mm-hmm. and they lean in and kiss just as the doors open. And then it like, it moves out into the arena is just like such a beautiful shot. It's a beautiful shot, but completely unearned. Yeah, cause they haven't really. She's like, I deeply love you. Like, why? Yeah, why? He's what? terrible. Yeah, well, except like it's not completely unearned because they did show like them yeah, like, like falling in love earlier. It was badly done. Yes, it was badly acted, but okay. it's a great scene. And then uh, also like the scene of the their wedding 
when like mm-hmm. at, last time we saw it, Anakin he was laying in a heap in a hangar bay, missing his arm, and then they're like having the wedding, and like suddenly he like reaches up with his robot hand, and you're like, oh yeah, like it's just like a cool little scene, and yeah. yeah. So okay, so but the rest of them, all the rest of here's episode two. Is here's terrible. my top five. Okay, all right. Now your I don't like sand was number two. Yeah. Um, there's another scene in Attack of the Clones that you missed. I thought you were going to say mm-hmm. it was when Anakin and Padme are in front of the fireplace, and Anakin t- starts talking in the Shakespearean, and he's like, yeah. "Your kiss became yeah, a scar yeah, yeah. that yeah. I should never have given you." Yeah, that actually kind of tied, like that. There was that dinner happened just before that. The dinner just stands okay. out to me because it's such a terrible like CGI pair. So that was my number three. So we'll we'll put the pair scene in, in with that. In, yeah, we'll lump yeah. it with that. Yeah. That's number three for me. Yeah. Um, my number four is in, so we'll call that we'll call that. Love outside and love inside. Both both Anakin and Padme's love scenes like are yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah, whether they're standing just outside the whole... or hanging out inside. I just, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah I don't have to go into it. People Carry know. On. People know. Why are we talking about it? Yeah. Um, number four, Rogue One. The end battle. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the uh, when that creature. Reads uh, Bodhi's mind, the big yeah, slimy creature. Yeah. Why was that in the film? Yeah, it does. It wasn't. It wasn't needed to have there Bodhi was, like wander around, kind of mindless. Like just it was like an old version of the script. Like that was that had a point. Yeah, and you're like, there's no point to this. Yeah, because then all it did was have Bodhi like they didn't, sort of wandering around in a daze. For most they movie, didn't, didn't use the information. The uh, Saw Gerrera didn't use the information from reading yeah. his mind. And the actor, the actor's such a good actor. It was actually really disappointing that he basically yeah. had to spend. And how bad do you feel for that actor? He got cast in a Star Wars movie. They're like you're going to be one of the lead roles. Yeah. You're going to be on the poster, so, and then you're going to spend the entire time just sort of staring off into space. It, for it downgraded reason. the character. Yeah. It did nothing for the film, and yeah. you're kind of just left wondering why. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my number five. Yeah. Is in Solo. Okay. The train. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the the uh, when uh, at the end when uh, Kira uh, is Kira, right? That's her name. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when she turns on the hologram and you see Darth Maul. Oh, what? Okay. Here, let me explain. Okay. Um, when you first see Darth Maul, um, it really took me out of the movie. Like I was like watching a movie about Han Solo, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it was like. I don't know, it felt a little fan fiction-y to me. Because yeah, like, and, and then, and I know Darth Maul's story is completely no, no. fleshed and out. One of the issues with and that I, scene, too, is that most people who go to see the movies haven't watched the yeah. entire Clone Wars and I, also Rebels. Yeah. And so I know a lot of people were like, I don't understand. Does this take place then before episode yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, dudes. I, I know, like, plot-wise, it makes perfect sense that Darth Maul is yeah. the Crimson whatever that is the real... Crimson Dawn. Is the real um, mob guy. Yeah. Um, but it takes you out of the movie. Like I, I was like watching the movie, and then I was like, "Oh wait, Darth Maul's in this movie." Like I wasn't thinking about. I was like in the movie, you know. Mm. Um, and then and then he like pulls the lightsaber to him and turns it on. Yeah, there was really no reason. For and he's too. like, and he's like looking all menacing. And it's like it was. Why would he? He would. Think, why would, he was just talking to Kira? Why would he do that? I think the reason was for that was because they wanted you to th- not go. 
So is that like a dude who is like Darth Maul? <laughs> like just so a, for the just people a, who weren't someone like Dathomir? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh man, that that guy looked a lot like Darth Maul, huh? You're like, dude, dude, it was Darth Maul. Like, like for the people who aren't. But it just, it just, it made no sense. Just, just seeing him with the double side, like, why yeah. would he, why would he turn that on? Yeah, there's no reason. Yeah, it, it was just to, to try to look cool. It was mm-hmm. dumb. Yeah, I thought it was just so stupid. Yeah, it had nothing to do with Han Solo. And I get they wanted to have that big cliffhanger because they were planning on doing more of these films, mm-hmm. like yeah. a Solo trilogy. What I would like to see is on. <laughs> On uh, Disney Plus, just do like live action Darth Maul. Do no, do like a three part mini series. Yeah, that's basically a movie. You could bring Kira in, and just, yeah, bring them back and do a little, do a little mini movie. But yeah, so I that's my number five. Okay, so those are my number one. Yeah, worst scene. Yeah, is the lead up to Anakin Obi Wan's fight. Okay, which the- specific lead up? The, all, all the dialogue there's someone he's like oh yeah, yeah I yeah, see yeah. through the lies of the Jedi yeah. I did not fear the dark side as you do yeah hey but priest yeah, priest, yeah. priest peace freedom and security to my new empire y'all knew it like, like yeah why does he we don't it, it, it was completely nonsensical yeah. because first off we've never seen Anakin care about having an empire he also doesn't care about ever it. yeah and then like Obi-Wan's like, my allegiance is to a democracy. And you're like, like, again, why is this all of a sudden political? Yeah. Like, and also like, Obi-Wan has never been like, man, democracy's tight. Let's turn on, let's turn on on space CNN and see what's going on when like the Senate. He doesn't care about the Senate. He doesn't care about politics. Yeah. Space. That's pretty bad. Space C-SPAN. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Next. Basically, Obi-Wan. C-SPAN. Basically, Obi-Wan wasn't me. I mean, um, I would just watch space, space easy span all day. <laughs> it's just the standing chambers. <laughs> um, can you imagine with like a million member worlds how boring it would be? They'd have to. They're all it. waiting to speak. Yeah. They want to Especially about- if there's a filibuster. Yeah. <laughs> they want. Somebody pulls out whatever their equivalent of the ham is. The, the Ted Cruz of. We may need to do like a whole episode that's just us doing a like a whole like improv on space space man. Um, yeah, that's pretty bad. That's anyway, so it that and then he's like, uh, oh yeah, and then he's like, don't make me kill you. Like right after he says, "My yeah. allegiance to democracy," and yeah. then and then um, and he's like, only a Sith deals in absolutes, yeah. which is an absolute. Just the, the all then, of it is and horrible. then choking, choking out Padme for no reason, just so that she has a reason to to lose her will to live. Yeah, like and then so, Natalie Portman, who is purported to be a great actress, <laughs> which but I I've not really seen all that much of her that makes her, me go, oh, she's an amazing actress. She's an okay actress. Well, like she's like you're breaking my heart. Yeah, like yeah. um. Well, and like the worst scene of the movie was um earlier when Obi Wan tries to tell her that Anakin. Is from the dark side, yeah. and she just goes, "No, not Anakin. It couldn't be." And she like just stares off, and yeah. you're just like, "What?" Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, the reason that's my number one is that that scene was should have been way better than it was. Yes. Right. Like the importance of that scene is critical yeah. to the entire. Like, why are they about to fight? Also, the characters never actually speak. At all during the during the actual fight, 
I think they have a couple um, lines. They have a couple there. lines, like when they're um, floating like, on the lava. He's like, yeah. I failed you, Anakin. But, like, before that point, like, have, like, that, di- don't have that dialogue ever anywhere, but have that type of dialogue during the fight. Yeah, that makes more sense, because it's broken up, choppy, and yeah. you're like, oh, okay. And then you can have, like, the back and forth, like, debate yeah. Yeah. of, like, as Anakin is making, quote, good points, right. he's the one pressing the attack and, like, and Obi-Wan's on the defensive, and then Obi-Wan's on the, and so you sort of, like, show... Yeah. What they're saying through their fight as well. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so that's our top so, five and the bottom five. I don't think we need to, like, merge the bottom five into a single unified no. list. They're all terrible. But you, yeah, I mean, you agree with my list kind of generally, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. those are all really bad scenes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Let's do a little bit of trivia. Trivia. Now time for some trivia Going face to face Going face to face Head on Gabe and Mark And show who's the king Some say Mark can win But some say he cannot be Gabe He cannot be Gabe Each one has a different strength That they bring Six questions per person are asked about the mother-loving Star Wars world we love. So good luck to both of you. Show us what you can do. Oh, Gabe, I love you. But Mark, I love you too. I don't know. I don't know which one to root for. I don't know. I don't know which one to root for. I don't know. I don't know which one to root for. I don't know. I don't know which one. Oh. All right. All right. So. so Mark is ahead by two. Yes. Of course I am. Um, again, I'm just giving you a false sense of security, of so it hurts worse when you lose. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, you asked me first. All right. Whose leg does Wicket hug as a gesture of welcome to the tribe? Han Solo's. Correct. Han Solo. Who does the Chancellor recommend command the Jedi expedition to capture General Grievous? Anakin. Who switches off C-3PO when the droid suggests surrendering to the Empire? Um, surrender is completely acceptable form of... Hmm. I can't picture the scene. Hold on. When was when was the scene? I can't remember it. I can remember him saying yeah. it. Um, I said it last time. I'm gonna get a sand time. <laughs> um, I, I think I'm pretty sure it's Leia. Correct. Okay. Who is the first rebel pilot to die during the attack on the first Death Star? Who was the what? First pilot to die during the attack on the first Death Star. Is it? No. It's not Porkins, is it? Hold on. Oh, I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. Um, I'm going to say Porkins. Damn you. Yes. Which type of starfighter is the Empire's short-range workhorse? Empire's short-range workhorse? Yes. Short, well, short-range. So I'm going to assume we're just talking about TIE Fighter. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Which planet was depicted in scenes shot on location at the Royal Palace of Castera in Italy? Which scene what? Which planet was depicted in scenes shot on location at the Royal Palace of Castera in Italy? I'm going to say Naboo. Yes. Yeah. I got all six. Yes, you did. How about them apples, huh? Well, now I'm going to get all seven. I need... <laughs> what? Yeah. I that, need, that one's going to have an extra question. I, I need you to miss two. Right. Actually, three, so I can be ahead. All right. Who celebrates the defeat of the second Death Star by playing a xylophone made of Stormtrooper helmets? Wicket? It's a dumb question. The answer just says Ewok. Okay. <laughs> but it says who. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Okay. Um, which two Jedi leave no body? No body? Carry on. That's, really That's the question. Weird. It's not. It's two words. Okay. Okay. Which two Jedi leave no body behind when they die? Oh, that is, oh. that's what Which two Jedi leave no body behind? Yeah, when they die. Um, Obi-Wan and Yoda. Yeah, of course, now it's three. Yes. Yes, Luke. Yeah. Uh, which villain says, At least we have the mighty Chewbacca. Italian who says, <laughs> who says, I need to be like clearly said. At least we have, at last we have the mighty Chewbacca. Jabba the Hutt. You sure it's not Italian, George? <laughs> <laughs> who, who returns a barely responsive Padme Amidala back to her starship? Who returns a barely conscious Padme Abadala back to her starship? Responsive. Responsive, conscious, but yeah. Um, Obi-Wan. C-3PO. Yeah! What? I know! You don't think he'd have the arm strength. Or the ability to like bend down far <laughs> enough. Apparently it was him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> right. Ooh, you missed one. I did. Two right. more. Which alliance vehicles are used to counter the Imperial land offensive on Hoth? Snowspeeders. Who smirks that he might favor a republic-wide dictatorship, quote, if it works, end quote? Uh, Might favor a republic-wide dictatorship if yeah. it works? Who smirks that he might favor a republic-wide dictatorship if it works? Um, oh, it's Anakin does. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the point is you're only ahead by one now. That means I'm still ahead by one. <laughs> yes, but I'm gaining my ground back. No. You may have the high ground, but unlike Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, I'm going to pull an Obi-Wan in Phantom Menace and jump over Darth Maul and slice him. You're, you're Darth Maul. It's an analogy. Are you threatening me? <laughs> All right, I, it depends. Are you the Senate? <laughs> <laughs> I am the Senate. <laughs> oh, by the way, one thing I love is if you go over to the um, subreddit of prequel memes, just all memes about the prequels. Okay. The Emperor is never referred to as the Emperor. He's the Senate. He is the Senate. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, they were all excited when they found that Ian McDermott was going to be in the next movie. They're like, the Senate's back! <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, that's so. the best scene in Star Wars, actually. Yeah. I am the Senate. 
Not yet. Now, now, now. <laughs> All right. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, be sure to go and check out our uh, Facebook page. Yeah. And actually, I did for today. I put up this amazing video. I don't know if you watched it. No. Um, they did the the music that's in the latest Rise of Skywalker trailer. Uh huh. And they put it behind all the films scenes mm-hmm. together in a two minute trailer. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's, yeah. Uh, I love when they do that. Yeah. It's um, the uh, Skywalker Saga trailer. Now, called. does it include scenes from episode <clears throat> Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. So it's everything. Yeah. It's great. Excellent. I'm looking forward to that. All right. So, with that. We're going to end it. Yeah. We're going to come up with a better send-off next time. At some point. But I doubt it. Bye. What, uh, what you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last listen, sir, to my podcast. <laughs>